0: i
1: Hi and welcome to Inside San Diego Magazine. I'm Erin Meanley Glenny, editor of San Diego Magazine, and with me co-hosting is our senior editor Archana Ram. Hey. And our special guest today is Chrissy Beavis. Hello, Chrissy. <laughs> Hi there. Welcome. Thanks for Hi. coming. I'm stoked to be here. We um, we have a little bit of news. We're talking about the September issue, and on the cover is actually. Chrissy Beavis, who has not seen it. I'm on the cover. Surprise. Surprise, you're on the cover. Oh my gosh, you guys were totally hiding that from me. Oh yeah, it was like flipped over.
2: There were papers over it. I mean, I walked in with it
0: like
1: facing myself. For those of you listening, we're in the conference room on the 11th floor at San Diego Magazine and we kept this cover hidden and it's not on newsstands yet. And we just, we invited our cover model in and... Surprise! Uh,
2: yeah. Didn't <laughs> know Chrissy that they were the cover this? model. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever been a cover model?
0: I, I, I don't think so. <laughs>
1: oh. No. This is the
0: first. This is the first for me. It's good. I thank you. It I'm was it bucket was list a, check.
1: It was a <laughs> badass. And we have some behind the scenes photos inside. But um, for those of you who don't know Chrissy, she is a designer, a fabricator. She's an X Games gold medalist. She is a pro rally driver, and she's gonna also talk about Rebel Rally and some of the other things she's involved in. But um, she's a big star in our issue, and let's get started. Yeah. Yeah, and Chrissy, feel free to jump in if you wanna (laughs) add to anything we have to say. Um, So this this is our September issue, and I was really excited. I wanted to try something new, and we basically made this whole issue all women. So we didn't actually photograph any men and we didn't feature any men. And we didn't cut it out cut them out completely obviously because you know they're chefs and they're writers and they're in the issue but we didn't, you know, specifically go after any guys. And what came out of it was that we heard all these amazing stories that I don't feel like we normally hear from and I wrote about it in my editor's letter that you know I've just for years and years I get so many pitches about some guy who owns a business and it's a woman pitching and Mm -hmm. it's like well let's hear what what are women doing and it just seems Mm -hmm. like they make a lot of noise and and there's a lot of fanfare and sometimes like we kind of quietly just don't brag and we just do our thing and get things done and and you know that's sort of been what I've seen a lot of and Mm and And I, I know we'll talk to Chrissy more about that later. I think it's but, genius. Um, We've
2: never done anything like
1: that, yeah. right? And we're not anti-men at all. And we have some great male writers. We just kind of were like, let's just turn our focus a little bit. Yeah. So all women. First time we tried it. Mm-hmm. And, okay, so first we're going to go through some of our issue highlights. We have our neighborhood guide that's so popular every month.
2: mm mm-hmm. Archana
1: writes it, and she does her exploring.
2: Mm-hmm. So this month I explored Carlsbad, and giving some love to North County. And it was fun. I mean, I've, you know, I've been there multiple times, but I spent a good solid day eating and eating and eating and going to the beach and eating. And it was awesome. One of my favorite things that I found was Steady State Roasting. It's this really small, like artisan coffee shop that's hidden next to a pottery studio. And you have to go down this like rocky lane and you would never see it from the street. I think there's one sign that says like coffee this way. It's on. Um, it's sort of in the part of Carlsbad where Campfire is, which is also a very delicious place. But I love that this was kind of hidden and tucked away and it was excellent, it was very locals only. Like you could tell people from the neighborhood were just like up at the bar. It's almost like a half hardware shop, half coffee spot. I think they're gonna be moving a couple blocks in the next few months, but I love that for right now they're in this cozy space.
1: Cool. And then for our culture nugget, that's kind of what we call this little piece we do usually on a theater or a, a gallery or something. Um, Dan Letchworth interviewed the women behind the Bechdel Brigade at Moxie Theater. And it's this really cool... I don't know if people are familiar with the Bechdel test. It was on Jeopardy. Mm. But um, basically, there. if you think of a movie or a play and you think the test is, does it have two female characters with names? Do they talk to each other about something besides a man? Um, and if they do, they pass the Bechdel test. And he kind of went through... You know, Back to the Future. Only one of them, one of the trilogy, passes the test, and um, only half of the Star Wars films pass that test. And so, um, at Moxie, they kind of came up with this little task force, and they have these little panels before every show, every opening night, and um, basically, he wrote he wrote about that the Bechdel Brigade that's happening, and it's it's kind of a cool little. Like, gee, I never thought about that. It's awesome. Nugget, I love so. that this
2: cool theater in San Diego, that's already, you know, folk very focused on women, aren't they? Mm-hmm. They do yeah. quite a bit of plays by female playwrights. Um, they're doing something like this, and I had no idea about those movies. Like, if you look at, like, they did all the Marvel series. I mean, thank God for Wonder Woman lately, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, so many of those movies, don't pass. And you just, you kind of don't think about it because you're conditioned
1: to just yeah. only see males. It's sad. It was sad. And there's like some video online about the billions of movies and it's like all your favorite movies, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, a bunch of them don't pass. Yeah. So anyway, that was interesting. Moving on our food and drink. Let's talk about your sweet spot. This oh my night. God. I love the sweet spot. I just,
2: okay. So this is in Del Mar at Salt Balcony. It's this... Great restaurant. Um, it's kind of, uh, what is that street? The Camino, Camino, ma- Camino, Del Mar. Me Camino Del Mar. And it's a second floor restaurant. So they have a great view of the water, perfect during sunset. And I'd heard about this when I did a neighborhood guide for Del Mar sometime last year. And I thought, man, that baklava ice cream cake, that just sounds like magic on a plate. And so I was up in Del Mar with friends. And I thought no matter what we get for our food, and I was trying to be all like health conscious before my wedding and this and that. And I said, "Uh, uh-uh, I'm definitely having the baklava ice cream cake. And it was amazing. So basically they use Mu vanilla ice cream, which I love, you know, shout out to a local ice creamery. And it's a quite an elaborate process. I mean, making baklava, a traditional Middle Eastern dessert is very elaborate. It starts with a filo dough and the chef brushes it with clarified butter. Then he adds ground walnuts, cinnamon, nut bat, nutmeg, and then it has to bake and cool overnight. So that's just part one and then he makes this homemade honey cinnamon syrup and it has Grand Marnier and cloves and then that's all layered together in a spring form pan and that's when the ice cream goes in and then you get a nice thick slab of it when you sit at your table and you get to watch the
1: sunset I mean uh, that's pretty good yeah I would charge like $50 if I had to do all that work (laughs) yeah delicious delicious okay our next highlight is our fashion story which is in the style section this time We do one big, long fashion story in September and March um, of every year. But this one was just, it was all about red. And Mm -hmm. we actually, the first title we had was Seeing Red. I'm like, (laughs) that just sounds angry. We're not angry. And then we, I changed it to Stay Courant. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Um, But anyway, it's styled, uh, it was shot by Becca Batista, who's won some awards for us. She's a great photographer. And uh, styled by Christy Brooks, who does a lot of cool work, and it just is so pretty. And I love this model; she's so cute with her bangs.
2: And it, and our art director Sydney Goodwin helped sort of pull all this together. And she, there's a high pile rug in the shoot you know she needed to find like the perfect red rug and I remember she was like looking at world market and looking at Ikea and just like looking at all these places it's so funny the little things that you spend so much time on Mm -hmm. and she herself went to Ikea one day and you know how that store is set up it's like a maze so she's literally like lugging this rug through Ikea because you like can't escape they don't let you escape
1: Poor thing. She does so much running around and painting Mm -hmm. nails and doing stuff that is just, it's, you can't put it in a job description, Mm -hmm. but it's a lot of work and it's all detail. Mm -hmm. It's all in the details. Nothing I like to think about, but (laughs) anyway. And so then our big feature, you know, we always do a fall arts preview when we say fall because we get all the news in the fall, but it's goes through 2018, the season, um, the theater season, what's happening with musicals and dance performances and art exhibits and museums and we list all the best of the next year. Like Hamilton's coming. Uh, Hamilton's coming. Oh my God, it's finally coming here. <laughs> We're such hicks. No I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we also had Barry Edelstein. He's our he's the artistic director of The Old Globe. He wrote a passionate piece about why arts matter, which we felt was important. Um you know with all these cuts and fundings and you know what do we really get out of arts and Mm -hmm. I know as an English major it was always kind of like why does poetry matter why are we just reading no one's gonna pay me to read for a living Mm -hmm. actually got pretty close to that (laughs) but like that was kind of the question and (laughs) you know why are we doing this like mm-hmm. what's the point and so barry has a good answer so read that on page 67. <laughs> look at you guiding people Woo! okay <laughs> i feel like a teacher and now turn to how to be badass on page 72. so the genesis of this story was basically you know we have our celebrating women party every september and we kind of there's a lot of business women and you know um, we have service members and they all kind of nominate themselves or they they are nominated and then we have an awards but next to that to kind of complement it we do an editorial and we write about women and i said and we have this wonderful girl on staff Sana she's not here today she's sick but she wanted to write this and i said Sana Give me some badass women mm-hmm. and find them for me. And she really, actually, everyone's like super duper badass. And mm-hmm. and that was just kind of the word we used from the beginning. We didn't have a title. But it was like, by the end, it was like, well, they really are just like the thing they all have in common is they're just badass. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have another word for it. And we really went over and over on the cover You'll see it says, unstoppable women. Mm -hmm. And then it says, inspiring stories from badass San Diegans. And we, like, went over. It was like, should we say strong, inspiring, which is so boring. And then we were going to show Chrissy with her. What's that welding thing? (laughs) It's a welding torch. The, The welding torch. And then, like we had to re photoshop the fire (laughs) because it didn't come out very well and then i was gonna write women on fire or something like you know we just went through a thousand iterations and it's like but originally i did have badass women really (laughs) large and like but you know i i kind of toned it down just a little bit but I don't think it's an offensive word. and No, you know, we, I think we it really captures it. the
2: spirit of the story. I mean, I don't think the yeah. other words capture it just, you know, quite the same way.
1: Yeah. So, and one of our women, you know, we're, one of our girls is, um, she survived less than one percent chance of cancer of surviving cancer mm-hmm. and she did this 1600 mile walk she walked el camino real and basically like father hunapero sarah didn't even do all that mm-hmm. and she started in mexico and she did it on one lung crazy and wow. she just beat all these odds and she'd been an ibm sales exec and she was kind of like you know the surgeons were like sorry we can't do that And she's like uh sorry i'm gonna find another surgeon yeah and so, um, and then this girl, Vivian, who had run an, a marathon in um, the North Pole. She, yeah. She's, she's that was her first that marathon. That was, like, her first marathon. Oh, my God. She like, yeah. never run, you know. And then so she's doing all the continents, and she she talks about running through the Sahara. And, you know, the registration fee includes corpse repatriation um, oh my God. <laughs> insurance, oh my because you know you dehydrate and you die, basically. <laughs> yeah. And she's a software engineer in Encinitas, you know. But it's like these women are doing these really cool things. Mm-hmm. And also, how exciting! Brittany Reese, um, she's actually a track coach at San Diego Mesa College. Who knew we have an Olympian, an mm-hmm. Olympic, a gold medalist teaching your coaching track Mm -hmm. at a college like kind of by my house Mm -hmm. and while we're not even on newsstands but just really like a week ago in London she won her fourth world title Mm -hmm. and she's gone through a lot of injuries and things like that and you know but her grandpa said we don't quit yeah so And it just, it's like, wow, uh, can you just make all the millennials hear that? Yeah. (laughs) Say it again. Say it loud. But, um, and she was a really cool girl. And really, she just didn't brag. And she was very quiet at the shoot and just, you know, showed up in her Nike t-shirt. And it was like, wow, you're so cool. And you're not telling anybody or tweeting about it or, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to be a YouTube star. So, Mm -hmm. but anyway, We've got Chrissy Beavis here, and this is very exciting, and thank you, Sana, originally for getting her,
0: and um, welcome. <laughs> Th- thanks. Now I'm reading these other stories about these other women, and I'm like, I don't know. No, they're, they're a really badass. Don't here. doubt but it. I really
1: like that you kind of have the arts and sort of, I don't want to say, I mean, sports. I mean, like you're kind of like the competitive stuff and the stuff that takes a good eye, and some skill in, like, a different arena. I mean, you're doing a lot of things, mm-hmm. which is... Tell new, everybody all you know. the things
0: that you do. <laughs> yeah. No, there's too much. There's <laughs> really... There's, <laughs> See, there's, there's too much. Too, you're There's too much. No, there's just... I'm kind of scattered around, though. Like, yeah. I'm not, like focused enough ever to like get really good at one thing which is something that i really kind of appreciate about someone like that goes the olympics because i mean Brittany reese sounds amazing because Mm -hmm. i mean you are good you were a scheme's
1: gold medalist yeah i think you're pretty good at that then Mm -hmm. (laughs) i mean i think a lot so you brought up your mom in this piece and we wanted to talk about that because i Now that I have a kid, I think about my mom and it's like I'm first generation like career woman mom. And it's like, you know, she looks at me like, whoa, how are you doing all this and that? And, you know, a lot of our moms are like, you know, they didn't run a marathon or they just didn't, you know, go to New York for work or anything. And it's kind of like I feel like we're so different from at least I am Mm -hmm. from that from one generation. Yeah. And it's kind of like you kind of your mom was maybe a little ahead of the times because she, you know, so you never question like, of course we race, you know, of course we were confident we do this. Who's hearing? No, I don't understand. So let's talk about your mom a little bit.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I think I really kind of had it easy in that respect because Mm -hmm. I had such a strong role model in my mom. Like I didn't, you know, I didn't I, I didn't ever question that I shouldn't just do whatever I wanted you know at any at any point i was just always kind of like oh yeah you just you just kind of do whatever you you want to do and being a woman doesn't make mm-hmm. it like it's not even a consideration yeah. <laughs> so and in my family i have two other you know two sisters i grew up with and so it was just kind of like my mom did so much all the time and was just so busy organizing these big races. She, she and my dad would help, but you know he worked during the day and and her job was really organizing these races, kind of even more than like raising us as kids. So it was like her her work and it was so all consuming. And they they still do that. They still are involved with racing and they're out there all the time working and helping and volunteering. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what raises cool mom you're not a slacker but she doesn't even know how to get on a podcast
1: but that is really cool and I I made this a pull quote this um, we don't realize how much we're socially conditioned to rely on other people even if it's other women so when you're out there having the confidence to rely on yourself that changes people's lives I like that because I do you know what do you think and you know i mean it's like it's so natural to just mm-hmm. i don't know maybe it isn't natural but it was now i
2: i related to i that. think a lot of like, women are conditioned yeah. to to feel that way and right. to not make a decision until it's sort of validated by someone else or approved by someone else yeah. i think
0: a lot of women can relate to that yeah absolutely and and i mean guys definitely do too in the same at the same time but um I think just socially and in our culture, where it's it's expected and allowed a lot more than for guys, and so just because it's allowed for mm-hmm. us, you know, we kind of fall back on that a lot more than we need to.
2: I mean, look at how much women say sorry. You know, I we're know. S- we're mm-hmm. such an apologetic gender, no
1: matter what. Sorry, sorry. I I yeah. always tell the story. I was playing checkers with a five-year-old girl and she beat me and she's like sorry and I was like no 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 no! don't apologize (laughs) you should just own that win I'm so proud of you you need to be proud Mm -hmm. and I was just really surprised that she apologized Mm -hmm. like yeah beat me this is great
0: beat me you know it's totally okay yeah (laughs) Yeah.
1: but um so explain the rebel rally I actually randomly had dinner once with um one of the Hoenn girls. Oh, really? And she was she was telling me about the race, and I feel like I know a little bit more about Rebel Rally, but it and it was like mind blowing. And she just she's got a lot of confidence, and she doesn't hear no, I don't think, and so she's perfect for that kind of thing. And I think her mom Karen was getting into K- it too, yeah, right? K-
0: Karen races as well. Yeah. Huh?
1: So I was like, just exp- maybe you can explain for everyone listening, um, yeah, what all because there's a there's a bunch of them, the gazelle.
0: Yeah, so th- the rebel is something that um, it was kind of the the brainchild of Emily Miller, who just lives up in Encinitas, mm-hmm. and um, she pulled me in on it. We're we've known each other for a while now, and I'm really excited to be a part of it. Um, but she kind of came up with this concept, and and there are other ones in in the world, but there's nothing like that in the United States. And it's a seven day all women's rally, and it's all, it goes basically all the way up from Tahoe all the way through like Nevada and I think we might even dip into Arizona this year and you know the deserts of California and it's just this amazing gorgeous self-reliant it's not a race but it's like this um you have this we have this course laid out and we've got these checkpoints and you're out in the middle of nowhere no GPS no phones no computers nothing you can have we give you we give the girls maps and they bring their own compass and they bring some plotting tools to plot on the maps but they're out there with nothing but themselves in and, the, and some remedial equipment to rely on and they ha- need to know how to use everything and how to do everything and to navigate from all these checkpoints um, and it's it's this navigation rally that makes it so much fun in the way that it's not it's not a race we're not racing for speed you have all day to get these checkpoints but there's varying levels of these checkpoints some of them are really easy Mm -hmm. the green ones and then some of them are really hard the black ones and then there's like an intermediate is the blue Mm -hmm. so these girls go and navigate through these checkpoints throughout the day and they have to figure out how to get to the checkpoints, and they don't know where they are. They don't have a little dot on a on their GPS map. They don't have you know wow. Siri telling can't them where to go. Can't ask for directions. I they know. Can't ask for directions. And there so. is urgency
1: because didn't Johanna break down in like the Sahara and she was like stuck.
0: Yeah. So that so that was <laughs> another, that was a the rally was called the Gazelle Rally, and I've competed in that three times, and um and it's very it's it's very similar in that way. All women, you know. 300 some women there and um yeah and and Joanna at that time um their their car's air compressor broke and that means that their air um suspension system failed and the car just slammed on the ground and oh. it was like a lowrider in oh the desert God. and they're oh trying God. to ride you know drive on these little tiny dirt roads and cross country and and they just they scraped through though they wow. made it
1: yeah I mean, it just takes so much work and effort and follow through because, you know, we just press the button. I mean, it's like, mm-hmm. Where am I? I don't know. Just tell me where I am. And mm-hmm. you know, people just it's it's so much mapping. I mean, I think as an architecture and our trained architect, you know, you with your angles and the you know, make a pencil and the line and <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but to me that's a nightmare. Yeah. Like why do you love it? That's why do you do so it? it? Why do you do it three times? Well
0: so, okay, so I I have it really Easy for this. Okay, so I've got 20 years of experience rallying and working as a teammate. You Mm -hmm. know, which is a kind of a big part of it is like being a good teammate um, because you're with that person for 24 hours a day for seven days. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also have my training in architecture, so I know how to draw nice, crisp, clear, straight lines and how to plot things. And um, I'm a student pilot, so I know how to vectors and angles and um, and you know the compass rose and mm-hmm. how to how to do all that and then i grew up out in the desert so i'm also really comfortable in the yeah. desert and i know how to camp and all of that so as far as that goes i have it really easy mm-hmm. what gets me about these races is that that most of the women have nowhere close to the experience and the and the things that i do and they kill it mm-hmm. they do so well they i so mean cool. you have these these gals that have like never even picked up a compass. Like, they don't know... You asked them where North was, you know, a year ago, and they're just like, I don't don't know. (laughs) You know? But now, you know, after they've done this race, they're like, oh, yeah, that's North. You know? (laughs) It's incredible. any time of the day, they... The skills that they get and the confidence that they get from this, and you know, just being self-reliant for seven days, it's not self-reliant as much because it's you and your partner, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, you're a, you're still on a team. You still have someone that you have to work with. But the other thing that um, that happens is they go, they go home and they they find all of their relationships with their friends and their husbands and everything um, enhanced because they're a, so much better of a teammate. Because wow. they really figured out how cool. to be a good that's teammate, awesome. too. I would never know? have
1: thought. It's kind of like yeah, The Amazing it, Race or yeah, something.
0: Yeah, right, yeah. It's. I mean, I think that's one of the coolest things about The Amazing Race is kind of that teamwork and, like, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. when, you, when you watch it, it's like, oh, you know, how are these people working together?
1: Yeah, I mean, you have to really communicate with respect and kind of, I think I would be just so stressed out and, like, shut up and drive. Like, <laughs> I don't know. But so how do they, they take the... GPS out of the car, or or did they make you shut off your phone? Or right, so it it
0: depends on the vehicle. You know, some some of the ones that have that, you know, uh, if it's a GPS-enabled vehicle, then we have different ways depending on the vehicle um, to disable that, or we'll just literally tape something over their (laughs) screen so they can't ever see it, and we put a little seal on it and stuff like that. But uh, to be honest, most of the cars are a little bit older, most of the um, trucks, or they don't have, you know, they don't have that option. Um, Some of them you can actually turn it off. Mm -hmm. And, um, but we we wrap up their phones. They don't get them even at night for the whole seven days. They don't, you know, they don't have anything. And that's also kind of amazing because it's like a vacation, like a real real vacation (laughs) where you don't check your emails because you can't check your emails. And we do have a phone that they can use if they really need, if they need to call someone. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we can do that in the evenings. but we, it's a payment, they have to charge for it, so wow. it's not like you can't just go and call your husband yeah. you know, later on in the evening. It's like you know you're really cut off for seven days what a
1: great exercise in staying present because people do things just so they can instagram that they did it and it's like there's no record right (laughs) it's like i mean you can look at my pencil scratches and my whatever but like i was there i did it you know but how cool i mean well we actually have like some really uh, amazingly pro photographers
0: that travel around and take great pictures okay has anything
2: ever happened to you where you're like you know that moment where you're like for the, those women the air compression system yeah. Bro, like what has happened to you that's like the craziest hardest thing you had to deal with during one of those races
0: oh geez there's been so many times where I'm just like oh my gosh I'm gonna die out here they're, <sighs> they're gonna they're not gonna be able to get me out of these dunes the oh vultures God. are gonna pick my bones clean there's oh no God. way we're getting out of this but you do you know you, <laughs> you uh, always get you out know? yeah and so it's one of the things for me was that even though I grew up in the, out in the desert, I didn't really know how to drive in sand dunes. And we train women how to sit, drive in the sand dunes. So we do all of the training. We do the navigation training, we do the teamwork training, mm-hmm. and we do dunes training because driving in the dunes is kind of this, it's, it's, I don't know, it's hard. It's really, it yeah. takes a lot of skill compared to even just other types of desert driving and you can get yourself into really bad situations really quickly in mm-hmm. the sand dunes. And we're lucky because we've got some sand dunes a couple hours away mm-hmm. and and really all you need is, you know, a four-wheel drive vehicle and mm. tires that you can take down to 8 psi and <laughs> drive through Oh the dunes. yeah, 8 yeah. psi. Oh totally. totally. <laughs> I know exactly what you're
2: talking
1: about. But I mean, <laughs> it's quite the undertaking. You basically have to do all this training, fly halfway across the world, but in this case, there is one. And I'm sorry, I said it wrong. Rebel. Rebel yeah, Rally. Yeah. But yeah, they have, the, I mean, they're all over the world. They're, this is like, and it's all women. Ooh, I feel so wonderful and tingly. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's
0: it's so funny. All the all of the guys are like, oh my gosh, a bunch of women. I bet that gets so catty. And you're oh like, it God. doesn't no. at all. Like, at all. Like, there's just no egos in there in the same way yeah. that there is in... in in other types of racing, Um, everyone's against the elements, you know, Mm -hmm. and so all of the teams, like they're not wheel to wheel, they're not taking one another out. And so when, because you don't have that kind of like, ability to like take someone else out, you're, you are in the same boat as everybody else. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. even though you and your teammate like, you know went through something the chances are is that more than half of the other teams went through the same thing mm-hmm. and they they know exactly what you're talking about and so when we get together in the evenings and we've got you know we set up a big tent out in the desert and we've kind of got this um you know it's this really fun camp and everyone can get together and they talk about their days and Aww. it's it's really the camaraderie is yeah amazing. what an amazing bonding experience yeah oh I mean these gals are making these friendships in in these seven days that last left I bet that
1: is so cool wow. are you when is
0: the, when is the next one you're doing uh the next one's so it's in October wow so yeah. what are you doing to prep like what do you do just go out to the dunes or yeah <laughs> so um so Emily is uh manages the course so she mm-hmm. goes out and she plots out this huge course and she kind of organizes that whole side of it I mean it's it's a really big deal with um, the permitting alone going across all of these different counties, all of these different oh districts gosh. of um, the Bureau of Land Management. Um, and and she does this am- so much work, just incredible amount of work to set that up. And I kind of have the easier, more behind the desk job. I'm doing the organization as far as um, the scoring system. So uh, I kind of helped Emily to de- develop that scoring system into something that's never been done before. And so most of the time, most rallies, racing, anything, like you're trying to get the lowest score, right? The lowest amount of time, the lo- lowest points, um, the lowest number of miles. And our scoring system is the opposite. You're trying, you're collecting points. So these checkpoints are all worth set numbers of points. And the girls in the in the beginning of the day get these checkpoints and they get these latitude and longitude you know, GPS coordinates, basically, and they have to plot them on their their map themselves. We tell them how many points they're worth, and then they have to decide which ones to get, and which ones can they get, and based on the map, and their vehicle, and their skill level, they have to decide, and you know, as a team, like what, which ones are they gonna get throughout the day. So that scoring system is what I've been working on, and one of the coolest parts about the rally, to me, is that people at home, can watch in live time and so because of the scoring system and these trackers that we have on the car the girls don't know where they are but you at home can (laughs) know where they are (laughs) oh my god so so you can watch them on your computer from home their families their friends can sit there and watch them and track them and that's usually what they do is like friends and families will just have that you know tracking open all day long and they'll just sit there and watch it and get to follow the girls and every time the girls check in at a checkpoint the um friends and family can know and at the green and blue checkpoints the girls will know because there's a flag there but when the the black checkpoints there's no flag there's nothing there the girls just have to like know that they're in the right spot oh my gosh based on triangulation and distance and headings and they just hit their tracker and they're like kind of hope for the hope, best hope, hopefully we're in the <laughs> we're within the 50 to 100 meters within the checkpoint That is and, crazy yeah and so you know at home you can know right away if they got the black checkpoint they don't know until later on the night when they come to me and they see me in the scoring tent and they you, we go over it and I say yes you got this one no you didn't get this mm-hmm. one you were you know 25 meters away from. Jeez. You know. Wow. Yeah.
1: Wow. And so then it ends in Del Mar, right? Yeah. So we have a
0: big party at the end. <laughs> nice. You deserve <laughs> it, I think. That's so <laughs> cool. A gala. It's, it's really funny because, you know, seven days out in the desert, you start to look a little sad <laughs> by the end. And uh, so then all the girls come back into San Diego. We all go to a nice hotel oh, and amazing. then we all get dressed up in fancy dresses and, and meet at a gala. That is so cool! Wow.
1: Well, thank you. I and on that note of events and galas and Mm -hmm. whatnot, I'm just going to give a quick rundown of what is happening this month in September. Um, A couple of highlights: we have our calendar every month in the back. Um, San Diego Festival of Beer is on the 22nd, and that's 60 breweries and live music on Broadway Pier. And also, the MCAS Miramar Air Show. This is so cool. I'm sure you've been. Um, the Cal- or the Blue Angels are there. This is one to take the kids. It's just, I mean, it's fun to watch them even practice. But that happens every year. And that's also the weekend of the 22nd. Um, tell friends you're going with or without you to see you too <laughs> at Qualcomm I think that's probably going to be sold out who knows I don't know StubHub yeah that's what StubHub. For. <laughs> and then Art San Diego for the first time this year is at Del Mar Fairgrounds mm-hmm. which is kind of cool I mean cool. it's been I think in Balboa Park yeah I went I've to the Balboa Park one last yeah. year mm-hmm. it's cool it's, it's contemporary art and you can buy stuff and it's it makes you feel very cultured. Mm-hmm. And then our party celebrating women is on September 26th at the Westgate Hotel downtown. It's on the rooftop. There's alcohol, food, um, inspiring women and we're going to have keynote speaker Malika Chopra. She wrote the book Living with Intent and she's an entrepreneur. She's an expert in meditation. Parenting, I think she's going to be super interesting. Mm-hmm. And we're going to give out our awards that night and just kind of mingle. And obviously, anyone is welcome to come. So, mm-hmm. check our website for that. Great. Yay. Woo-hoo. Thank you, Chrissy. This is so sure. fun. For Thank having you me. so much, Chrissy. And yeah, it was really fun. Everyone, pick up a copy of the September God, issue. You. It's on yeah, New Stands Now. And thanks for having us.